Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus, for your love. Not willing that any should perish, Jesus. Come, all you weary. Come, all you thirsty. Come to the well that never runs dry. Drink of the water. Come and thirst no more. Come, all you sinners. Come, all you sinners. Come, find his mercy. Come to the table. He will satisfy. Taste of
We thank you, Jesus, that you have won every victory.
You got. 
love you. We praise you. We bless you from the depths of our hearts. For you are worthy and there is none like unto thee. We thank you for the privilege of praise. We thank you for the privilege that we can praise you and honor you. That we can worship you and draw near to you. That we can express our heart, song, our thanksgiving, our gratitude to the one who is worthy, to the one who is excellent, to the one that is almighty, holy and awesome, wonderful and worthy. We love you, we praise you, we honor you. We thank you for all you've done. We thank you for how far you brought us. We thank you that your faithfulness has never failed us. We thank you that your mercies are new every morning towards us. We thank you, Lord, we don't walk this walk alone. But great is your faithfulness. You stand by our side. You hold us in the hollow of your hand. Your grace is sufficient. And your loving kindness is greater than life itself. We love you. We praise you. We honor you. And we thank you for this moment that we can love you and adore you and give you the praise and honor that you alone are worthy of. And all God's people said, let's give them a praise. Let's give them a praise. Hallelujah. 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 We love you. We bless you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, wonderful Jesus. Wonderful, Jesus. God bless you. Amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Amen. God is good. Oh, wonderful, Jesus. Wonderful, Jesus. Hallelujah. You sure can. So, uh, God bless you. Thank you. Great to have you. You're part of the church now. Got to love, find someone to love on them. Amen. Amen. Well, good morning. Hallelujah. All right. Before the children are dismissed, we just want to show that quick um, VBS video. So VBS is coming up. You know, there's flyers in the back. So listen, um, take some flyers and pass them out. Take them to where you get your, 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 your hair done, where you get your groceries. Send them across the street. You got kids that are bugging you on the street. Well, send them to VBS. Amen. Uh, Sister Amy will do something with them. Amen. And we pray the Lord get a hold of them. You'll have some new neighborhood kids. But take those flyers and be faithful and, and get them out. Let's pray for VBS because, you know, God speaks our language, doesn't he? Amen. Some of you were raised in this like I was. And, you know, you can be three, four, and five, and God can speak to you. Amen. And so let's pray for VBS that God's going to speak to these kids. Amen. Let's watch our video. dismissed the children's church that video I could do a skit but that wouldn't be good that wouldn't be good 
That wouldn't be good. All right. Praise the Lord. Well, I mean, it gives me another five minutes to preach. That's all right. Hey, I'm a glass half full kind of person. So if you have your Bibles, if you'd go with me to Psalm 57, Psalm 57, we're going to talk about a concert in the cave, a concert in the cave. A lot of different places I've gone and seen concerts. Not as many as most. I'm not really a concert person, but um, not, not in a cave, though. I haven't been in a cave. But David teaches us how to take that cave of pain and make it into a cathedral of praise. And it's a beautiful thing when you really know how to praise the Lord on a deeper, more mature level, which this psalm is going to bring us to. So let me get there. I want to read it from the old NIV. They even messed with my NIV nowadays. They got a new one. And, but like everything else in me, I like the old one. So Psalm 57, David's in a cave. He's on the run. King Saul has lied about him. Assaulted him, slandered him, set the troops after him. David writes, have mercy on me, O God, have mercy on me. For in you my soul takes refuge. I will take refuge in the shadow of your wings until the disaster has passed. Somebody is going to pass, it's going to pass, it's going to pass. I cry out to God most high, to God who fulfills his purpose for me. He sends from heaven and saves me, rebuking those who hotly pursue me. God sends his love and his faithfulness. I'm in the midst of lions. I lie among ravenous beasts, men whose teeth are spears and arrows, whose tongues are sharp swords. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. They spread a net for my feet. I was bowed down in distress. They dug a pit in my path, but they have fallen into it themselves. My heart is steadfast, O God, my heart is fixed. I will sing and make music. Awake, my soul, awake, harp, lyre. I'll awaken the dawn. I will praise you, O Lord, among the nations. I will sing of you among the people. For great is your love, reaching to the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches to the skies. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. David's concert in the cave. Father, we thank you for this psalm that exhorts us and challenges us and teaches us about a deeper measure of personal praise. Help each one of us to grow deeper in this area. That like David, we could turn our caverns of pain and sorrow into cathedrals of praise and singing and rejoicing. Now, Lord, speak to our hearts and move our faith. In Jesus' name and all God's people said. Again, David's concert in the cave where praise in the hard place. Praise in the hard place. You know, as believers in the Lord Jesus, as true believers, we have something to sing about. We've got something to shout about, to clap about. It's, um, it's amazing. You know, when before people get saved, they really don't understand true praise and worship. They, they find it a bit confusing, a bit odd, maybe a little weird if, if you understand and you come from a very ritualistic type of religion. But, but once you truly know the Lord and you know you've passed from death unto life and you've met Jesus personally, then, friend, you know it's hard to keep it in. Amen? Amen. Then you find out that it is a pleasure to praise the Lord. It is our privilege to honor and exalt our God. And now David's concert has a special challenge for our faith this morning. A special exhortation concerning our praise life. 
You see, David's concert, it, it wasn't followed by, by um, an ice cream social or, uh, or uh, um, dinner on the grounds, not even a donut Sunday. Someone said, Donut Sunday, I pastored a church for not long in East Texas, a few years, and they had a Donut Sunday once a month. It was my kids' favorite service. They were seven, eight, and nine. They said, Daddy, why can't we do that every Sunday? Don't worry about it. Once is enough. Amen. <laughs> donut Sunday. After church, all the donuts. But no, no, no. This, this concert that David gives in Psalm 57, it wasn't even a response to a great victory or an answered prayer. In fact, David's concert comes at a time when he's under attack. He's being assaulted. He's being accused. And again, he turns his cave of pain into a cathedral of praise. That's what mature praise can do. He's on the run. He's been lied about. He's been treated unkindly, treated unfairly. Saul's men are after him. He didn't deserve it. The type of praise that we read about in Psalm 57, friend, it's not only powerful praise. It's mature praise. It's very demanding on my old nature. My, my old nature, you know, is, is a bit selfish and immature. I'll sing when I feel like singing, and then I'll pout when I feel like pouting. But, but a mature faith can praise Him in the good times and praise Him in the bad. A mature faith. Oh, and I felt in my spirit as we were worshiping the Lord this morning how God wants someone to know your songs, your praise in the night so pleases the heart of your God. And your songs that have been anointed with tears so moves the heart of your God. But he knows it's not easy. He knows when you, you shut the door and you're all alone and you're surrounded by the problems of the day and the bad reports of the moment, but you choose to lift up your voice and you choose to take that cave of problems and perplexities and sorrows and worship the Lord your God anyhow. God says, I'm well pleased. Psalm 57, this is of the highest order of praise. The ability to sing in the bitter places, in the dry places. To refuse to surrender your song. When things are unfair and life is unkind. To praise God when you're hurting. To praise God when you're under attack. This is the type of praise that touches the heart of God in a special way. This is the type of praise that testifies to the world around you that your God is real and the transformation he's done in your heart is genuine. You're not what you used to be. It glorifies God and it testifies to men. And friend, I want you to know this way. Such praise greatly pleases and blesses the Lord. God is esteemed for such praise, for he knows it's costly. He knows it's not easy. When one is hurting, when, when one is battling, is sorrowful, yet still chooses to bless the Lord and love the Lord and honor the Lord, that's precious to God. Because it's costly and it's not easy. It's that precious ointment that brings that beautiful fragrance. And God's heart is moved by it. This is the kind of praise that blesses the Lord. This is the kind of praise, the caliber of praise, that attacks the heaviness that just tries to oppress you and suffocate you and push you down. This is the type of praise that protects us from the critical complaining spirit that tries to, that tries to poison us when we're hurting and poison us when we're confused and it contaminates our speech and our attitudes. 
Most of us can remember the story of Job when those around him said, why don't you curse God and die? And he said, uh-uh, I think I'm going to praise God and live. I'm going to bless the Lord at all times. His praise will continually be in my mouth even when it has to go through tears and even when it's in the darkness of my night. Overall, this psalm challenges and inspires us to a deeper, more mature, more powerful level of personal praise. We want to answer three questions in the next two weeks. However, preached this all one time before, it's beyond me. I want to talk about this morning, why should we sing? Why should we praise the Lord? I want to talk about number two, how could David sing? Next week, how could David sing? In a terrible place. An unfair place, an unkind place, a sorrowful. How could he sing? Lastly, we'll talk about what did David's singing accomplish? Because your sincere praise accomplishes something. So we start out with number one. We just want to get the big picture this morning, a big view of this topic. Why should we sing? Well, number one, we should praise the Lord. We should sing because the Bible, because the Scripture In this Bible, in the scripture, praise is commanded. Number one, praise is commanded. You know, the God of the whole earth, the only true and living God, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the creator of the heavens and the earth, the redeemer of men, he says, worship me. The one that I will stand before one day, the one that holds my heartbeat in his hand this day, he says, worship. Why should we sing? Because singing and praising God is commanded by God. We all know Psalm 150 and verse 6. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Do you got breath? Then praise him. Can you still got a heartbeat? Then bless him. As he brought you to this place, then give him glory. The Bible says let everything, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. The Bible says in Psalm 100 that shout to joy all the earth. Let all the earth celebrate the goodness and the majesty and the marvelousness of our God. Let the whole earth stop what they're doing and pause from that which is temporal and little and glorify him who is worthy and above all else. Shout for joy, Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness, it says. Come before him with joy. That's why a church is a celebration period as we celebrate the goodness and the greatness of our God. Enter his gates, Psalm 100. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Enter those courts with praise. Praise him. Give thanks, for the Lord is good, and his mercy endureth forever. Somebody said, well, that's Old Testament. I got a New Testament one for you. Paul said in Philippians 4, what did he say? Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say Why do we sing and why do we praise the Lord? Number one, praising God is commanded by God. Number two, God is worthy and deserving of such praise and adoration. God is, you know, worship, worth-ship, worship. Psalm 145, verse 3, what a verse. Great is the Lord. And greatly or most worthy to be praised. 
His greatness is unsearchable. It's unfathomable. That's a whole lot of greatness. He, you can't search it out. Let us praise him. For he is great and he has done great and mighty things. Let's praise the Lord for who he is and what he's done. He's an awesome God. He's a holy God. He's an almighty and sovereign God. He's the all-knowing God. He's the true and living God. He's the sovereign one who rules and reigns forever. And his kingdom and his dominion it has no end. He is great. That's who he is. And what has he done? Listen, friend. He's given us a great salvation. He's given us many, many great and precious promises. His love towards us is great. The mercy that he pours out upon us each and every day is great. The faithfulness that follows after our lives every step of the way, his faithfulness towards us is great. It's a great salvation. And those that know the Lord should be able to say, great is the Lord and greatly most worthy of praise. You know, we live in a world where too much worship goes to unworthy things. It's like the joker that says, I worship God on a golf course. No, you worship golf on a golf course. Because that's the object of what you're doing. That's the sacrifice to whom you're giving. Come on, say amen to that. Oh, he's an awesome God. He's a holy God. The ancient Hebrews said terrible. used the word terrible. Meaning the majesty and the power and the glory. All rolled into one. And he's worthy of our praise. For who he is and for what he has done. Too little worship to the one that is really worthy. To the one whose name is above every name. To the author and the finisher of our faith. To the King of kings and the Lord of lords. His name is Jesus. He's worthy. We praise him as he's deserving. He's a great God. We praise him for his greatness, for who he is and what he's done and how far he's brought us. And we praise him not only for his greatness, we praise him for his goodness. Because God's been good to me. Has he been good to you? And the Bible says, praise, we give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His mercy endureth forever. Oh, taste and see, the Lord is good. Tasted a lot of things in this world that were bitter. Tasted a lot of things that were sweet going down. Gave you an upset stomach. Made you sick when they got there. But oh, God's been good and God is good. And he's blessed me with some good things. Count your blessings. Amen. Name them one by one. My pastor used to sing it. Count, weigh them ton by ton. Amen. God's been good. Look around at the people to your left and your right and just say, God's been good. Think back of your wonderful life you've lived. Think God's been good. The faithfulness, the things you went through is more than a conqueror. God's been good. Hallelujah. And when I think of that, I've got to remember every good and perfect gift that's come from God. It didn't come from luck. It didn't come from chance. It came from God. Bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. All that is within me, bless the Lord. Forget not all his benefits or his goodness. Oh, what goodness. He's forgiven us. I needed that. He's healed us. I needed that. He's crowned us. I needed that. He's lifted us up. I needed that. He's renewed our strength. Bless the Lord. He's worthy. We bless him for his greatness. We bless him for his goodness. We bless him for his amazing, amazing grace. The Bible says he's the God of all grace. We rightfully sing amazing grace. How sweet that sound. That saved an old wretched poor sinner like me. 
We stand here this morning, not because we've been so good, our life has been so easy, but God's grace has kept us, and God's grace has held us, and God's grace has shielded us, and God's grace has walked with us every step of the way. Talking about the grace of God, the fallen he lifts up, the guilty he pardons, we say the broken he heals, the hungry they defeat. We think about when we were sick and he healed us, and when we were pushed down by life, he came and lifted us up. And got us back on our feet. We testify this morning. He's met our needs and he's ordered our steps and he's been a shield all around us. He's been the glory and the lift of our heads. How many times we stumbled, but he lifted us up. How many times did life knock us down and try to keep us down? But God raised us up on those everlasting arms. Let us never forget who he is and what he's done. He gave us a new beginning. He gave us a fresh start. God is worthy. Let us never cease to praise him, unashamed and unhindered with all that is within us. Dr. Evans, Tony Evans writes, from the topic of worship and why some people begin to forget. And he uses as an illustration the return of the hostages from Iran back in 81, 1981. And he makes an interesting assessment, an interesting thought. He says, it's amazing when we watch them come off that plane. Regardless of what they'd achieved in the military with Star, regardless of what they've accomplished in the State Department or in government, or whatever the level they've achieved, it seems like almost every other one came off that plane and kissed the ground. Came off that plane and bowed low, put their clean lips on that dirty ground. Why? But they just remembered where they'd come from, and now they knew where they were. And he goes on to say people cease and stop and get a little dry in praising God when they forget where they came from and they forget where they now are. When they forget they were once hostages and lost and bound, but now they are free and now they are exalted and now they are sons and daughters of the living God. Let us never forget who he is, what he's done, how much he's done, and where he's brought us. Let that keep us bowing low and lifting him high. Why should we praise the Lord? Why, do we, why don't we just bow down, make a cross, and do these other things? You won't see it in the Bible. Our this has a that. If you see a this, we're going to have a that. If we do this, it'll go back to that. Your this got to have a that. You don't do it because men think it's good. You don't do it because the generation thinks it's cool. You do it because God has ordained it and God has inscribed it and God has instructed it. We praise him. This is worthy. We praise him. This is great and he's good. And his grace has been sufficient. And his grace rescued us from darkness. We praise him as the Bible commands us to. And the God that created us is able to command us. We praise him because praise glorifies God. Psalm 50, verse 23, New King James. Whosoever offereth praise glorifies me. What a thought. What a thought. God says, when when you praise me, it pleases me, it honors me, it blesses me. Isn't it wonderful that we can do something that blesses him? You say, God's been so good. What does God need? You know. 
parents get to a certain age, what are you going to give them for Father's Day that you haven't gotten ten times already? Hey, Amen. It's their birthday. What else are you going to? What do you get? They got all they want, and if they want something new, they go out. What do you get? What do you give God? Give them some praise. Give them some worship. And if you can take it to that level of mature praise, I want you to know God loves that. God is moved by that. That touches the heart of God like very other few things. Psalm 147, it's good to praise our God. It's fitting, it's pleasant to praise the Lord. It's a beautiful thing, the Bible says, to praise God. When you love God, you want to please the heart of God. You want to make him glad. When you remember how good he's been, when you remember all that he's done, you want to bless him. You want to do something in response to his goodness. Praising him blesses him. Praising him gladdens his heart, pleases him. I want you to know this morning that your praise pleases the heart of God. That it is a wonderful privilege to give back to God. And no rock deserves this type of praise or our privilege. What are you talking about in the Bible, in the book of Luke? There's a story of Jesus. He's riding into the city, and the crowds begin to praise, and the crowds begin to shout, Hosanna, Hosanna. They're worshiping him with loud voices and with sincere expressions. And the religious leaders saw that it angered them, it frustrated them, it confused them. They said, Jesus, rebuke them, hush them. Do you remember what Jesus said? He said to the Pharisees, if they hold their peace, the rocks will cry out. If they are quiet, the creation will praise me. But he's worthy of praise. He's commanded praise. And he's given you and I, those he's redeemed, those he shed his blood for, those he's brought a mighty long way. He's given us the privilege of praise. Friend, let's not allow the rocks to have that privilege. Amen? Not on our watch. We're going to bless him. We're going to praise him. We're going to extol the worthy one. When you praise, it blesses the heart of God. Your song blesses God. Your shout blesses God. When you clap, when you dance, when you lift your hands with sincere gratitude, that blesses God. Listen, God is not indifferent to your praise. And your praise matters to God. It's not just a ritual. It's not just an exercise that we do. It's something precious. It's something intimate. It's something personal. And God receives it. And God is blessed by it. Hallelujah. Talking about praising God. Why should we sing? Why do we sing? Number one, it's commanded. God commands us to praise him. To bless him. To honor him. For he's worthy. The host of heaven praise him. How much more those redeemed by that precious blood. But it's also because God is worthy. God's deserving of it. God is God. He's a great God. A good God. And a God that's full of grace that he's blessed us with. Why should we praise him? Because our praise glorifies and blesses God. What a thought. You come in that door. Y'all be running in that door. Say, I can't wait to get to church. 
God's been so faithful and good to me all week long. I want to go bless them and give them back. I want to give back. I'm here to give back. Amen. Uh, first, first I'm going to give, then I'm going to get. Amen. Don't come in just waiting to get. That's the wrong, wrong. I got to add a line. Got to go first thing. I'm coming to bless the Lord. I'm coming to give him praise. Amen. He was there again. That boss was grouchy and God gave me grace. Amen. That doctor gave a bad report, but God turned it around. God gave me grace. Amen. I just got to get to God's house and gave. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. And then once you get things in right order, amen, if you know me, you know I am not, I'm not mechanically minded. <laughs> oh, Lord. And you know when you're not mechanically minded, it's amazing how much time you can spend trying to figure something out. And it's just a matter of it being in the wrong order. You got to have this, the, the nut has to go, the washer, the bolt, the, the who, where. It shouldn't look like this. Amen. Do I got all the right pieces? Piece A, piece B. All the pieces are here, but it don't look like that. Amen. Because I want you to know, divine order is very important in the economy of God. You can have all the all stuff. We got all the stuff. But if you got it in the wrong order, you're not going to get the right output and the right result. But when you enter those gates with thanksgiving, amen, you enter them courts with praise, not with request. But you see, we're getting it in the right order, you see. And we come because he's worthy and he's commanded it. Who says I'm supposed to go? God does. Who says? God does. End of, end of story. Amen? Isn't that right? But once you do that, I want you to begin to think about God's been good. And God is great. And God's grace has been all over my life. Before Mama gave me birth, the grace of God was on me. Amen? Isn't that true? Isn't that true? And you think about that and you praise him. Then, then, why do we sing? There's, your song and your praise will increase will deepen, will enrich in the manifest presence of God in your life. Working on this on Wednesday nights, there's greater measures and levels of God's presence and God's working and God's ministry. And praise is one of the things that God is attracted to. We teach this all the time, don't we? There are certain things that God is attracted to Certain things God's repulsed by. He resists the proud. If you're a proud person, God's going to give you a stiff arm. He's repulsed by that attitude. But the humble, whew, grace, amen? Are you with me? Faith, whew, he's drawn to that. You see, praise and worship, he's attracted to. You study John, James 4 and 8, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. What a promise. As we draw near with our praise and we just draw near, give them glory and honor and praise. God says, as you do that, I don't play hard to get. It moves my heart when it's sincere. It moves me when it's, and I draw near to that. I'm attracted to that. And then there becomes an increased measure of the presence and the power and the working of God's spirit. Psalm 22 and verse 3, the Bible says that he inhabits 
He's enthroned himself in the praises of his people. Again, praise attracts increases the presence of God, the manifest, the moving of God's spirit, the working of God's power. And it's a beautiful thing. When you praise the Lord, he embraces it with himself. He loves our praise and is so blessed that he literally surrounds himself with our praise. What a thought. Praise increases the manifest presence of God. That's why sometimes the best thing to do is after you've trusted and after you've made, just praise him. Just bless him. And let him move and let him come close and let him do his work. I want to praise him. We praise him. Because it also increases spiritual victories in our lives. You know, the Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians that the weapons of our war, we have weapons. The weapons of our warfare, though they're not earthly or carnal, they're mighty through God. You see, the Bible says that we fight a battle, it's a spiritual battle, and therefore we're supposed to fight with spiritual weapons. And God's given us these weapons. We've been given spiritual weapons for our spiritual warfare. And one weapon is praise. We thank God the weapon of prayer. We thank God the weapon of faith and the word and the name of Jesus and the blood of Jesus. But one weapon that we have and we don't want to neglect is a weapon called praise. There's power in praise. It's a spiritual weapon that we use it not only to please the Father, but to roll back the darkness and the heaviness and the harassments of the enemy. In fact, this is one of the ways we express or we exercise the shield of faith. The shield of faith. Are you familiar with that in Ephesians 6? Paul says, above all, lift up the shield of faith by which you can quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. One way we exercise, there's different ways. You can speak the word. You can stand on a prophet. Sometimes you just praise in the face of that bad report, in the face of the enemy's lies, in the face of the heaviness and the discredit, just praise God in the midst of it all. Sing to your storm. Glory to God. Hallelujah. David's response, and next week we get heavier into it, David's response made a great difference in a situation. Life will attack you, but then the ball's in your court. How you respond makes a big difference. And what the result will be, how your response will determine how God can move next in your life. We read this beautiful psalm. David starts out, I will trust, I will pray, and I will praise. I will trust. I'm going to lean in the refuge. I'm hiding in that refuge. I will pray. I'll cry out to God most high, to God who does good things, fulfills his will in my life. And I'll praise. My heart is steadfast. I've made up my mind. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. Go ahead, devil, tell your lies. Go ahead, enemy, set your traps, hurl your arrows and spears. The heavenly wings of my Father will keep me safe in this storm and every other storm. The heavenly wings of my Father will surround me and keep me and guard me. And I will sing and I will exalt. You see, friend, listen, in trying times, The devil is banking on us getting angry or giving in to fear or complaining or doubting or or wanting to quit. But when we make the choice to rejoice, 
We're talking mature praise. When, when you don't have seven instruments urging you on, when you don't have someone else encouraging you, that's why God is so blessed. The songs in the night, the songs when you're alone, the songs when your head's going back and forth and you're wondering, oh God, what does tomorrow hold? But you choose to praise him and you choose to love him and you choose to take that step of faith before an answer comes or anything else and bless the Lord and give him glory. When we make the choice to rejoice and we respond to life by praising the Lord and trusting the Lord, by casting the care and sending our song. Lifting up Jesus. When we do that, God comes down. Faith rises up. Darkness rolls back. God is glorified. And we are delivered. Isaiah encouraged us to put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. He says when that spirit of heaviness is trying to roll in over your heart and over your home, go ahead, respond by putting on a garment called praise and just lift up Jesus and honor Jesus and bless the Lord. And it'll begin to work to disperse that cloud and chip away at that heaviness and roll back that darkness. That's, that's what Jehoshaphat did. Remember Jehoshaphat? He got a battery. He was a good king. And you know, when you're doing good with God, hell doesn't want you doing good with God. When you're a blessed person or a blessed husband, a blessed wife, God wants to do something to discourage. The devil wants to do something to discourage you and set you off your mark. And um, the enemy saw how Jehoshaphat was blessed. And out of nowhere, he finds out three enemy nations have aligned themselves against him. And it seems like they're closer than what anyone thought. And it seems like they're in a situation where they're outnumbered and they're outgunned. And it's totally undeserved because he's a good and godly king but he gets his bad news and there's nothing he can do in the natural but oh he's got some weapons in the spiritual first thing he does he declares his trust in God oh God you're not just our God you're God over all the earth and we trust in you God he trusted in the Lord then he sought God and he called the family together and they said this is a serious situation let's call on the name of the Lord let's cry out to the God that we serve he trusted trusted God. He prayed to God and then he praised. If you know the story, they didn't have anything they could do in the natural. There was no strategy militarily that could turn things around. But he says, I know what we can do in the face of hell's attacks, in the face of the devil's life. We can walk at it with the song of the Lord in our mouth and the praise of God reverberating from our hearts. And you might not know the story. It's the strangest strategy. I don't think he got it at West Point. I can tell you that. But he said, all right, all right, all right. We don't got a bazooka. We don't got a brand new tank. You know, cluster bombs through this one. We need some Holy Ghost cluster bombs. Hey. So he said, hey, get that praise team. Come here. No, Sir, don't you mean to get the seals? No, I don't need no seals. They're at the zoo. We, we need a praise, praise team. Well, what do you want us to do? Usually we show up after the thing's over and we, we give a little parade, victory parade. No, no, you're going to get us the victory. I said, God got things in order. Amen. You got to put things in order. God says, you waiting to praise for something to happen. It might never happen. But if you learn to praise as you're marching on, if you learn to praise when you're eyeballing hell's lies, you'll see how God's hand is released in your life and the power of the living God works his wonders through you, in you, and for you. You don't know the story. He sent the praise team out. 
three enemy nations sent ambushments that rallied against them, closer than they ever dreamed an enemy could get. But the praise team went out. You know, sometimes you don't got to get too, sometimes you can get too fancy in this praise. Sometimes just keep it simple. Just keep it simple. Sometimes you get too, too, you know, left foot up, right hand down. No, that's a hokey pokey. You don't. I mean, I've gone someplace, you got to teach you to praise. My God, if they got to take an hour to teach you to praise, you got to get saved. Oh, my Lord, have mercy. Get this thing in you. It'll flow out of you. My Lord, crank up that thing for heaven's sakes. We read the story, 2 Chronicles 20. The praisers went first. Well, they sing, praise the Lord, for his mercy endureth forever. Praise the Lord, for his mercy. Is that all? That's enough. Praise the Lord. As they walked on, just praising God. Don't know what you got tomorrow, but just walk on praising God. Walk on and keep your song. Walk on, declare your trust. Walk in knowing that he goes before you. And as they praised, the enemy thought, the enemy turned on one another. See, God can bring confusion into the plots and plans of the enemy. And one way that is released as we praise him in the face of it, in spite of it, in the midst of it. God says, I'll bless your praise and I'll use it as a weapon to turn back your enemy and bring you the victory. All right, I'm going to hush. I got a lot more next week. Woo. We'd be here to 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock if we kept this up. I'm tempted. My wife giving me the cut. It. No, she's not. She's giving me the. This morning, why should we sing? I don't know about you, but the Jesus I serve is worthy. Everybody's got their own testimony. I know what he's done in my life. I know where I'd be without the Lord. Amen. In this crazy world, not ashamed of their sin and their slop. I'm not going to be ashamed of my Jesus. That's all there is to it. Amen? Amen. I mean, I'm telling you. Why should we sing? It's commanded. The God that created us and holds our breath says, worship me. That should end the conversation right there. Doesn't matter if you can sing or croak. I croak, but I get a bye. Amen? Commanded. God is worthy. He's deserving. God is great. We need greatly to be praised. And it glorifies God. You know, when you really love someone, you want to bless them, don't you? You know, when you do something to your spouse or your kids and you see a smile come on their face, that blesses you to no end, doesn't it? You know, when you get them actually the right gift, I mean, you know what I mean? And you just, oh, man. You want to see those you love blessed. And if you want to see God blessed, learn to praise him. Especially when it's not easy. And we're going to get into that more next week. Because David, again, remember the context. He's been lied about. He's being hounded. He's a wanted man. Just for being a righteous man. For being God's anointed. But he chooses to praise in his cave. And he turns things around. Praise is going to increase the manifest presence of God. We need a greater measure of God's presence in our midst. Lives need to be touched by the power of God. I want to be touched by the power of God. And praise will increase spiritual victories because it is a spiritual warfare. Next week, how could David sing? What did he know that caused him to sing courageously and sincerely in the midst of that situation? A lot of us would have been complaining. Don't look at your neighbor, look at me. A lot of us, a lot of us would have been, oh, where is God now? Blah, blah, blah. No, no, he praised the Lord. 
And then what did David's singing accomplish? We're going to look at what it accomplished. For this morning, I don't know what kind of cave or what kind of storm you might be in. But I can assure you, if you're a child of God, then it shall pass. It shall pass. And as you praise him, and as you trust him, and as you cry out to him, he will protect you. And he will perfect you. And he will enable you. And he will perform his will, his work in your life. God says to his people, if you'll pray and you'll praise, I'll work and I'll write. I'll write this chapter in your life. I'll write this next chapter in your life. And until then, Lord, help us all to mature and grow into a deeper measure of personal praise. Help me, Lord. In the times when you're frustrated and hurting, not to give in to the negative, not to give in to the, the, the doubt or the fear or the anger, but to stop and just praise you in the midst of it all. Bring me to that deeper place, oh God, of a more mature personal praise. Personal praise. Personal praise. I'm going to open the altar. Can, can we join our hearts and voices this morning? Just praise the Lord just a little bit. I just want to exalt and give thanks to the Lord for who he is, for what he's done, for his goodness and his worthiness. We're going to stand and just praise the Lord. And if you're in the midst of it, say, Lord, I want to enter into a mature praise. I'm going to praise you right now because I know you're going to work things out. I know this thing shall pass. I know you will perform your good work in my life and your grace and faithfulness will bring me through. Let's stand together. And let's just worship God. I'm going to pray. And then if you would, let's just praise the Lord a little bit. If you want to come to the altar, you can. If you need prayer, please come down and receive it. Wonderful things happen in the presence of God. And as we just praise the Lord, we believe that if you need a special touch, that God is here to touch you and God is here to talk to you and God is here to minister to you. We've worshipped him. We've been fed his word. And now we're going to kind of mingle things. We're going to worship and draw near, and he's going to draw near to us. We're going to praise, and he's going to inhabit that praise, and he's going to come down and sit in the midst of it. And if you need to hear from God and you'll wait on God, he'll speak to you. And if you need a touch from God and you're willing to believe, he'll touch you. We pray, Father, we thank you for the privilege of praise. Thank you for the power of praise. And thank you, Lord, that you have given us something in which we can bless you and honor you and make your heart glad. Lord, you've been so good to us. You've been so loving. You've been so kind. You've brought us a mighty long way. Now, Lord, we want to mature in the things of faith. Help each one of us to learn how to praise you when we're hurting, when we're flustered, when we're frustrated, when we've gotten the bad report. It's so wonderful to praise you with the people of God, with the wonderful instruments and the anointed singers. But Lord, when we leave here and we go about this fight of faith, please remind us of this moment when the enemy attacked 
and hell tries to assault. Remind us so we could stand firm and praise you and defy the enemy's lies and attacks by exalting you and honoring you. And now, Lord, I pray that your power will flow at this altar. Father, let your power flow in a mighty measure at this altar. Let the thirsty and the weary receive refreshing and reviving. Let the hurting receive a healing touch. And may the praises of your people bless your heart. Father, in the name of Jesus, draw near to us and touch us. As we draw near to you, touch us, talk to us, minister to your people. In Jesus' name, and everyone said,